It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Friday, once again, I'll be right here answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me over on Twitter, at Julian Council. If you'd like to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers, and the Carolina Panthers have been participating in their own pro day tours last week they checked out cj stroud up at ohio state and traveled down south to go check out bryce young at alabama then headed up a little bit north but still in the south we're calling kentucky the south right go check out will levis up in lexington kentucky at the university of kentucky all three of those guys potentially could be the number one overall pick in the nfl draft coming here to carolina and hopefully fixing the quarterback problem in being the franchise quarterback for the next 10, 15 years here in Charlotte. So that is the hope. And Bryce, CJ, Will, however you order them, those are the guys Carolina Panthers are going out there and looking at. They'll be on the road once again on Thursday in Gainesville, Florida to check out Anthony Richardson. And by the way, Frank Reich had some interesting things to say about Anthony Richardson. And one of the things a lot of people are concerned about, his accuracy may not be that big of a concern for Frank Reich. So we'll get into that here in just a moment on the show. But the Carolina Panthers taking a brief hiatus from their pro day tour because they're down in Arizona for the NFL owners meetings. Frank Reich down there talking to the media. Scott down there, and of course, David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, taking a little bit of time away from going out there and salivating over this quarterback class, namely Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, where they had a 12-person contingent in Tuscaloosa and in Columbus, Ohio, a week ago. The Carolina Panthers and the rest of the NFL there in Arizona for the NFL owners' meetings. But before we get to the draft, free agency still going on. The Panthers have made the majority of the moves that you would expect them to make. They've gone out there. They've re-signed guys like Bradley Bozeman. They've re-signed Eddie Pinheiro, deciding to go with him over Zane Gonzalez at kicker. They've gone out and brought Miles Sanders. They brought in Hayden Hurst, Von Bell, Andy Dalton, DJ Chark, Adam Thielen. Two players on the defensive line. The Panthers have gone out there, and they've had, in my opinion, a very successful free agency. They've not really made a lot of splash moves, and you don't need your team to do that, especially in a situation where you have still a young owner. You're going to bring in a young quarterback. You have a new coaching staff. The Panthers need to be in roster-building mode, and the Panthers have made a lot of smart, sensible moves so far during free agency about two and a half weeks in, and I'm happy about what they've done. I feel like the contracts they've given out have not been really things that are going to hurt them down the road. It's a bunch of one, two-year deals. If you really look at the 
guaranteed money, excuse me, that's on these contracts. So the Panthers are putting themselves in a position where, okay, they can bring in starters, but also they're not tied to these guys for four or five seasons and giving them a ton of money where if they don't play well, it looks like a bad deal. They have not given out any bad deals so far. So how would you grade the Carolina Panthers free agency up until this point? Well, Football Outsiders actually gone ahead and done that for us. They've graded all 32 teams, including the Carolina Panthers free agency so far. And man, they're giving the Carolina Panthers some high marks, and I absolutely agree. As far as improved roster, the Carolina Panthers got a B. Use resources well, gave them a B. Coherent plan, an A+, y'all. Think about it. The last couple of off-seasons, have the Panthers had a plan? I guess you could say last year their plan was to go all-in on Deshaun Watson, which in part led them to not bringing back Hassan Reddick, who had an outstanding season in Philadelphia, helping the Eagles get to the Super Bowl this past year. He said at Super Bowl Media Day, like, yeah, they had other plans, and I wasn't one of them, so I came back home and I balled out. Unfortunate. Don't know if he would have been here either way, but hey, it is what it is. But they, they, their plan was to bring in Deshaun Watson. That was um, always a questionable plan, considering the things that Watson was accused of and the likely suspension, which turned out to be 11 games, and just the overall thirst and the Panthers not having an, a roster that was good enough to bring in that kind of albatross quarterback contract. And I guess they weren't going to give him $230 because it came down to David Tepper saying, yeah, I don't want to give you that much guaranteed money, whereas Jimmy Haslam and Dee Haslam up there in Cleveland had no problem doing it. There has not been much of a plan. Now, Scott Fitter has talked about the last couple offseasons. They spent time building the offensive line, which they did successfully this past season, and going out there and building the defense. And, yes, certainly they have done that. They have used all the resources back in 2020 before Fitter was even here in the draft on defense, and they're – First pick in the first round in 2021 was on a defensive player, and J.C. Horn had the entire defensive draft board at their disposal. Then last year, needing an offensive lineman, they went with Iki Aquano with, again, the entire offensive draft board right there for them at sixth overall in the draft. So, yes, they've gone out, fixed the defense. They've gone out and gotten offensive line. But as far as having a plan at quarterback, the most important position in the game of football, there has been no plan. At all, other than, okay, we're going to try and make this trade. We hope this guy wants to come here. Matthew Stafford said no. Deshaun Watson said no several times. And that led to Baker Mayfield trading up for Matt Corral, who's never going to play a meaningful snap here in Carolina at this point in time, the way things are working out. Uh, might not even be on the roster, depending on whether they want to keep three guys or not. Um, also, you look at Sam Darnold. Teddy Bridgewater, it has not worked out. There's been no coherent plan, which has led the Carolina Panthers to firing Matt Rule after five games last year, hiring Frank Reich, and having to do an overall organizational reset, hoping that, okay, this time, let's get it right. Let's stop being dysfunctional and go get a quarterback the conventional way by drafting him early and developing him and making sure we put enough around him. So overall, great for the Carolina Panthers, according to Football Outsiders, is a B plus. And I agree. And this was what they had to say about it, saying in three years since they released Cam Newton in 2020, the Panthers have made bargain bin investments in Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold. And I know some of you are going to say, well, they gave Teddy Bridgewater a three-year $60 million deal. Yes, true. Yes, they end up paying him like $30 million. So not much bargain bin, but that's what it costs to bring in a starting quarterback. And then Sam, the $19 million he nearly made last year, insane. Also, Baker Mayfield and then Newton again. The results in that time frame, the Panthers are the NFL's only team to throw more interceptions, 50, than touchdowns 
touchdowns, 46. In that light, trading up with Chicago for the first pick in the draft makes this offseason a success no matter what else happens. At least now they'll have a focus, a fixture to build around in that rookie quarterback. In the short term, free agency brought new starters at quarterback, Andy Dalton, running back Miles Sanders, wideout Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, tight end Hayden Hurst, defensive line Deshaun Williams, and Shai Tuttle, and safety Von Bell. But it also costs him versatile Defensive back, Miles Hartsfield. Okay, I guess new coaching staff wouldn't say that. He's back in San Francisco hanging out with Coach Wilkes, which makes a lot of sense. Most importantly, they lost DJ Moore, their only good wideout in the Bears trade, a receiver core of Terrace Marshall, Shai Smith, LaVisca Chenault, and Grandpa Thielen. Their words, y'all, won't be much help to Darnold, Bryce Young, or C.J. Stroud. Now, of course, Darnold's not here in Carolina, but so far, I guess that's probably, that looks like an old paragraph that they didn't get out of there because Darnold's not who they're, they're not here. Maybe they meant to say uh, Andy Dalton. That's probably a misprint, but uh, it's not going to be much help to Dalton, Bryce Younger, CJ Stroud. Sure. Yeah, the, the wide receiver core is not the best. Um, it's among the worst in the NFL. Let's just be honest. But DJ Chark, I think, can be a solid player. And hopefully he can bounce back from injuries the last couple of years and be that deep threat the Panthers are hoping that he can be. Maybe turn into an overall wide, all-around wide receiver and Adam Thielen, call him grandpa all you want. Guys still put up better numbers than the previous guys mentioned. Terrace Marshall, uh, Shai Smith, and Lewis Chenault all combined. So, yeah, whatever. Football Outsiders, little jab there uh, as far as what the Panthers did by getting rid of DJ Moore. But they have a plan, a coherent plan, an A-plus coherent plan, according to Football Outsiders. I think so far they have done a great job in free agency when you look at the moves that they made and how they're sensible and also – Reasonably, what more would you expect them to do, especially at a position at wide, like wide receiver? Now, how does the rest of the NFC South rank? Okay, so the Atlanta Falcons, down south of us, 85 South, not very good. Uh, they got a D-plus overall grade, a B in improved roster, a D-minus in used resource as well, and a D in coherent plan. Uh, no idea what exactly the Falcons are trying to accomplish other than a last-place finish once again in the NFC South. Uh, the Saints got a C-minus. Uh, they got a C in improved roster, a C minus in used resource as well, a C minus in coherent plan. They brought in Derek Carr, and uh, I guess that's it. I don't really know. They brought back Mr. Slants. Okay. And, all right, Michael Thomas. That's I, could, I forgot his name for a second. Michael Thomas. And then, let's see, uh, Tampa Bay, they got a C. They got a big fat F in improved roster. That's what happens. You lose Tom Brady. Uh, use resource as well. They got a C plus, and then they got an A and a coherent plan. Their coherent plan apparently is to uh, be bad. So congratulations to Tampa Bay for getting an A and coherent plan after getting rid of the GOAT and a bunch of your coaches on the offensive side of the ball and signing Baker Mayfield to be your starting quarterback. So yes, coherent plan. Definitely that's what's going on down in Tampa Bay. The Carolina Panthers, so far, biased opinion, not biased opinion. According to Football Outsiders, they have had the best offseason so far in the NFC South. But will it be good enough to win a division title? That still remains to be seen. But we'll have plenty of time to talk about that here on the show throughout the next coming months. We'll take a quick pause here and then let's go over some of the things that Frank Reich had to say to the media on Tuesday afternoon as he was there in Arizona at the NFL owners meetings, had some comments on the pro days, the quarterbacks, and DJ Shark, the newest Carolina Panther. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we do that, the tournament is not heating up. It has heated up. The women's Final Four 
is loaded. The men's Final Four is not, but there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the nets, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Hey, guys. It's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. We heard from Frank Reich once again on Tuesday as he's taking part in the NFL owners meetings once again this year as a Panthers head coach. Last year, of course, was in Indianapolis and the four years previous to that also was in Indianapolis at the owners meetings representing the Colts. But he had a few comments on the Panthers pro day tour last week, DJ Shark, and why they're not going to take Lamar Jackson. Well, one of the reasons is the Panthers don't have two first-round picks the next two years. They have the number one pick this year and then no pick next year, which makes it impossible for them to get Lamar Jackson if they sign him to an offer sheet, which they've let you know by words and actions they weren't interested in doing. So we'll get more clarity on why they decided to go with Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, or maybe there's another wild card that they want to bring here to Carolina. Um, but as far as the pro day tour last week, looking at C.J. Stroud at Ohio State and Bryce Young down at Tuscaloosa at Alabama and then Will Levis on Friday, Frank Reich said that a lot of confirmation was found by going going there in all the right ways, that the scouts did a great job, that they knew that they wanted to take one of those three, maybe four with Anthony Richardson included, who they'll see on Thursday. They knew they wanted to take a quarterback. They knew that they liked these guys enough to give up what they gave up to get to number one, that they were willing to part ways with DJ Moore as much as it hurt because they believed that one of these gentlemen would be the future and could lead them to new heights here in Carolina. And that was only validated by what they saw last week. Now, I told y'all, I watched the pro day for Bryce Young. I watched CJ Strouds. I did not see Will Levis's on Friday. I had better things to do, like it being Friday, and I'm not going to watch a pro day behind a paywall. Thanks again, though, to the people who went out there and gave me their NFL Plus login. It is much appreciated, but I wasn't going to do that last Friday. I guess I'll tune in on Thursday uh, for Anthony Richardson. Maybe, maybe not. But I'm not getting, I'm not going to gain anything from watching those things. If anything, it's just going to validate what you already saw. I watched CJ Stroud for two years at Ohio State. He was awesome. And as pro day, 
He was awesome. I watched Bryce Young for two two years at Alabama. He was awesome there. He was awesome last week. Didn't see Will Levis at all in his pro day, and I'm sure he looked like the Will Levis that I saw at the Combine in those brief highlights and who I saw play at Kentucky the last two years. And I'm imagining Anthony Richardson is going to look exactly like he's looked now the last couple of years. Now, I guess one thing that would be interesting about Richardson and not the rest is what does his accuracy look like when he's throwing against air? Because when you're throwing against air, I mean, when you're that good like like Stroud and Young, there's not much concern over your your accuracy anyway. What does it matter? I guess deep ball, Bryce Young missed a couple of those, but you also kind of got a glimpse in how guys like Jermaine Burton uh, weren't that great at wide receiver and why Bryce Young had to carry that Bama offense a year ago. So I don't take too much out of it. I'm also not someone who's going out there and drafting, and they have a much sharper eye on what to look for and look at, and it's good to hear Frank Reich say, yeah, it just confirmed what we already believe. So that's absolutely great to hear. Now, speaking of Anthony Richardson, who they're going to see coming up on Thursday down in Gainesville, Florida, uh, Frank Reich went out there and said that he the, the plays that you watch on film of Anthony Richardson scream out that he's a top pick. Yeah, that is very true. There's also plenty of plays that make you think that maybe he's not a top pick. And he said that he has the upper body mechanics that are really solid and even brought up some of the concerns about completion percentage, saying that the completion percentage obviously is lower than what you would want, but I don't get too discouraged about that. We've talked a lot about Bryce Young and his size being a factor. And uh, the Panthers put up a press conference, at least a video of it, and it did not include the Bryce Young stuff. I did see some quotes that are put out there that he's not that concerned. But, he, of course, it is a concern, and it's uh, if you can hold up against the, the hits. But I did hear him actually speak about Anthony Richardson and the tone that he used. And Frank Reich seems pretty giddy to see Anthony Richardson again on Thursday and what he's seen so far. And you look at the staff built around with Dalton and the money that he's getting. And that's one of the things, like, People ask me, you know, what does that mean as far as like how much he might play if he plays at all? There's $17 million in, in that he can potentially make. He's going to get eight guaranteed. There's 17 mil in incentives that he can potentially be able to make here in Carolina. Does that come from him starting a full season here in 2023 and in Richardson taking over in 2024? It's a possibility when you look at that deal that could maybe lead you to some clues that it might be Richardson. We also had Thomas Davis last week on the NFL Network saying that they really like Richardson, that they're intrigued by him. And you think about what you gave up to get to number one. Is Richardson someone who could have the highest ceiling of all these guys, now the lowest floor, but the highest ceiling potentially of all these of these quarterbacks? Is he someone worth risking it all for and taking number one overall? I'm not saying Frank Reich wants to do it, but it does not seem like he's someone who's saying, I don't want to do that at all. He looks very, very giddy and is glowing talking about Anthony Richardson on Tuesday down there in Arizona. Now, DJ Chark, he could potentially be a weapon for Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Now, for how long, that remains to be seen, but he'll be here in Carolina on a one-year, $5 million deal after spending last season in Detroit. And Frank Reich has been eyeing this dude for a while. I talk about how he's excited to watch Anthony Richardson. He's been excited watching DJ Chark the last couple of years. He's thrilled to have him here in Carolina saying, make no mistake, I really wanted DJ. A lot of us did. I've had my eye on him for a couple of years now. I think DJ is a down-the-field threat. I think he's a very competitive, hardworking player from all the intel that we've gathered. And if you look at his career, even though there have been some injuries along the way, he's consistently producing over 14 yards per catch. That's not a mistake. You might do that one year, but to do that year in and year out, 
I think it's about 14.4 technically, uh, but that's really good, which is what he said. Um, and then you need that in your offense, right? You need those chunk plays, and he's been a proven chunk play guy, which that's what the Carolina Panthers need. Don't have that on the roster. Didn't really have that last year. We've seen some of those big plays. Um, that's what Robbie Anderson was kind of brought here to do. Didn't really do it outside of that Jets game a couple years ago, especially with Sam Darnold. Um, and then I guess week one. Uh, last year with the Browns and in week one the year prior um, with against the Raiders. It's kind of a week one thing for Robbie, I guess now known as Chosen Anderson, if you think about it. Hmm, okay, whatever. Uh, either way, Frank Reich went on to say that DJ's your big play receiver. Also, I talked to DJ about this. We're going to expand his role. We want to develop him into a complete receiver and widen his route tree. It's not just going to be all the vertical stuff down the field. So maybe DJ Shark here, the development with Sean Jefferson and this offensive staff can turn into that number one. Because right now, the Panthers don't have a number one wide receiver, a true number one. They might have someone who's going to be operating as a number one, but they don't have one that I think NFL teams are going to be like, okay, I am terrified of that guy. He is giving me nightmares. We have to find a way to shadow to his side and make sure that he does not beat us. TJ Shark? Could he be that guy? Maybe. Now, when will he be on the field, though? Uh, reports came out that DJ Chark recently underwent ankle surgery. Uh, yikes. It might be part of the reason why it took him a little bit to sign in free agency and why he might have made a little bit less money. $5 million is a great deal for the Panthers, especially if he goes out there and has a big-time season. Frank Reich not overly concerned, saying we, we are uh, very optimistic that the procedure that he had done is going to end up to be a good story that is going to clean up the issue that has, he's been fighting for a couple of years and really give him the best chance to stay on the field. So he's been dealing with kind of a foot-ankle situation the last couple of years, DJ Chark, that is, and the hope is that he could be ready for part of OTA. So maybe later on in May and maybe in June for mandatory minicamp. We'll see how that works out. But DJ Chark here in Carolina got something to clean up in his ankle, got that figured out. So hopefully that will not be something that lingers and keeps him out of the offseason program. Because you want to bring in a new guy in a new offense. You want him to be there and to be healthy and to get a connection with Dalton and, of course, with the rookie quarterback. Hard to do that if he's uh, hampered. So the hope is it's not going to be something that lingers. The Panthers already have a couple of injury concerns heading into this upcoming season. Now, the Panthers obviously are going with a rookie. It came out on Monday that Lamar Jackson asked for a trade uh, from Baltimore on March 2nd. That was 27 days ago that he asked for a trade, and no team so far has traded for him. They have not offered an offer sheet. They have not made it known that they want him. And the teams that you thought would want Lamar, like the Panthers, have gone on and said, nah, we're good. And Frank Reich went out there and kind of just reaffirmed what the Panthers have already said and, of course, done by trading number one, saying, I've said from the very start that we're going to look at it all, but the preferred situation is go and get your own. Go draft, because if you hit it right, and you get a young quarterback who's a superstar, you got five years on a contract where if he's a superstar making a first contract as opposed to a guy making $50 million, I mean, that just allows you to build a stronger team, so you've got to take advantage of those years. And as I've said to you all, yes, Lamar Jackson, great player, would love to have him in Carolina. The problem is you're giving up your first-round pick this year and next year, and then you are signing him to a massive contract. That is, for me, a little bit much, especially for a team that is not a quarterback away. If they were a quarterback away... I would be like, yes, go get Lamar Jackson. There's obviously the injury concerns. Does he fit the offense here in Carolina and what Frank Reich and what Thomas Brown are going to want to do? I don't know. Might not be the biggest fit. I've read in the Observer, I believe it was Elliot William, uh, Ellis Williams, excuse me, who was saying that didn't really look like he's much of a scheme fit anyways. So I think the Carolina Panthers are making the right decision. A coherent plan, remember? 
Football Outsiders, A+. They've shown a coherent plan. They said no to Lamars. They've said no to Derek Carrs. They're like, hey, let's go out there. And they're not the same. Don't get it wrong. Don't get me twisted. Lamar, Derek Carr, not the same guy. But they've said no to these veterans. They've said no to giving out a massive deal because they know that this team needed a tight end. This team needed to go out and running back. They didn't have to pay a running back, but they needed to get a running back. So they decided to pay one because of Deuce Staley and his relationship with Miles Sanders and them hitting money, but whatever. Uh, they need to get to Hayden Hurst, a new safety, some guys on the defensive line. They had to do some other things, get some more wide receivers. They did not necessarily need to go out there and pay a quarterback $40 million, $50 million a year. They knew that they could just build a roster, bring in a rookie, have the flexibility, and that made more sense to them. And I agree that the Carolina Panthers have done the right thing. And that's, of course, um, without knowing whether Lamar Jackson is going to come back and uh, be maybe in Atlanta and terrorize Carolina Panthers uh, for the foreseeable future. But I'm not too concerned about that as of right now. So that's what Frank Reich had to say on Tuesday when speaking to media down at the NFL owners meetings, I believe, at the Arizona Biltmore. Didn't know they have their own Biltmore out there in Phoenix. All right, let's take a quick pause. And then the Carolina Panthers. Apparently talking to a linebacker as they're going to begin their top 30 visits. Frank Reich already told us all four of the quarterbacks, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson will be coming to Charlotte for the top 30. Maybe that's what Josh McCown was talking about when talking about playing horse with CJ Stroud. Maybe he was saying, hey, you're actually going to get drafted here. I don't know. But one player who may get drafted here, who wasn't at the Combine, will be here in Carolina uh, coming up shortly for one of those top 30 visits. We'll talk about him and what he could provide to Carolina when we come back here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move, or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today, make your moves They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. When Scott Fitter talked to the media last Monday, he brought up a couple of needs the Panthers still had and gave us a little wink, wink, and a nod that, hey, we're going to let this uh, DJ Chark thing play out. Played out. He's here now in Carolina as a deep ball threat, but hopefully a complete wide receiver for the Panthers in this offense in 2023 and maybe even beyond. Another one of the needs you brought up was they need another linebacker. And the Carolina Panthers have a chance in the draft to add some linebackers. And one of them that they're looking at is Arkansas linebacker Bumper Pool. Yes, that is his name. Bumper Pool has a top 30 visit schedule with the Panthers prior to the draft, according to a source. This is from Ian Rapport of the NFL Network, a non-combine invitee who's invitee, invitee, invitee. He didn't get invited. I know I messed that up. I sound stupid. I'm so sorry. Uh, whose friends call him Bump. Poole has over 100 tackles in each of his first two seasons before minor hip surgery ended his 2022 season there in Arkansas. He will be cleared soon. So there is injury concern there, but I do remember watching Bumper Poole play at Arkansas. He was awesome. Really good player. And then a guy who can run sideline to sideline. Now, you would love to have 
the other linebacker, Sanders, who I think might end up being a first-round pick. Drew Sanders, that is, an Alabama transfer who went to Arkansas and was really good this last year, especially not having bumper pool in that defense alongside him. He's awesome. Would love to have him. I think he's probably more of like an outside kind of linebacker, but bumper pool, an inside linebacker who's going to be coming to Carolina, a guy that they can maybe get later on in the draft because of those hip surgery concerns that ended his season in 2022. So the Panthers going out and already bringing in some guys who – of course, quarterbacks, but another player at a position of need that you think will get filled in the draft. Could that be the position that they fill at 39? I know we talked about wide receivers and cornerbacks and edge rushers. Maybe linebacker makes sense. But I think Bumberpool probably is going to be a guy who's going to be available in like the third or fourth round. Just me guessing without my expert draft opinion, which I don't really have when it comes to prospects like him. Um, before we get out of here, just want to say today marks my two-year anniversary of hosting uh, the Locked On Panthers podcast. Just want to say thank you to everyone who has tuned into the show since day one when it was only on podcast streams. And then we've been on YouTube since February of last year. So thanks, everybody. I think we have 5,200 subscribers that are on the show. So really appreciative of everyone who's followed the show, whether they've loved the show, they've hated the show. I just appreciate you giving me a chance and listening to the show. And hopefully you have felt like it wasn't a waste of your time. And if you have, I'm sorry if you haven't. And then thank you for being a fan of the show. Was looking at the numbers uh, since I've taken over. And because of you, obviously, the show has grown 500% from where it was the day I took over on March 29th, 2021. It's grown 500%. Uh, The show, thanks to you guys, has had over 1.2 million downloads, which is just insane. And then thinking about just how the show is continuing to grow this month, this month, uh, month, this month of March, thanks in part because the Panthers traded up to get the number one pick and to get a quarterback, and also to you, the listener, March was the biggest month ever here for me at Locked On Panthers in my two years of doing a show uh, with today being two year anniversary. So I just want to say thanks again to everyone who has checked out the show, who subscribed to the show, who's followed me on Twitter. That's put up with my BS and my opinions and whatever. <laughs> so I appreciate everyone who has uh, been a fan of the show, who's even hated the show, but has checked out the show and has uh, helped spread the word and support me over the last two years. So I could not, of course, do any of this without y'all, uh, because if you guys don't listen, then I'm just a guy who's speaking to a microphone, posting this stuff to nobody. So thank you again to everyone who has supported the show over the last two years here on Locked on Panthers. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked on Panthers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, of course, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where I'll be back on Friday to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or dm me to participate in the weekly friday mailbag on locked on panthers on tomorrow's show brandon olson of locked on gators the pro day tour continues as we'll talk about anthony richardson and could he be the answer here in carolina so that coming up on tomorrow's show in the meantime be safe be happy be whole as always keep pounding and i'll talk to y'all on thursday If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 